0: Hey, hi. Well, this was a day to remember in that a good friend passed away. And I wouldn't necessarily say I was a good friend, actually, because I didn't spend a lot of time spending doing I met her through a playgroup when our children were small. And it was um, a playgroup that really kind of saved me from loneliness and despair when I first became a mom. You know, no one talks about how your body triples its blood volume when you're pregnant and the hormonal uh, intrigue that happens to your body after you have a child and I think they talk about you know all the things you need to do for the baby uh, but there's not a lot of information out there about what happens to you when you have a child uh, as far as the physiological aspect of things a mother, and especially after you've given childbirth and they've like ripped your, you know, you know what, open with an episiotomy to let a child through the canal, or you have a C-section where they, you know, basically cut your whole abdominal wall open to rip a child out of your body, you know, those things have an impact on your overall mental state mental health and your physical health afterwards because there's pain involved and there's there's a long duration of uh, healing that's required and I remember I was nursing after I gave birth for quite a while and I don't remember exactly how much weight I had gained during pregnancy but I tried to avoid uh, just because I had been heavy going into pregnancy really really struggled to make sure that I didn't gain weight, more weight than I should have. And I was, I was pretty big, especially in the upper, upper echelon region. <laughs> I was always well endowed up top in, um, after having a child that became really, really pronounced and it was almost ridiculous. And, um, I just remember nursing like 24 hours a day Losing about 40 pounds in a week. And the effect of what that could possibly do to your body. um, It could cause gallstones and all kinds of other funky things. To lose weight that quickly. And so childbirth. Not only are you going through a massive shift in hormonal balance after you have a child. But you're also dealing with physiological changes that are quite extreme. You know, weight, weight, difficulty getting weight off and all that stuff. So this child care, not child care group, but this play group was I don't know, like an essential thing in my life that once a week I you know, and not that I did it once a week because I always looked nice. But I always tried to dress up extra on these days because I'm gonna be around friends, be around people I knew. And this woman was just you can only describe her as someone who would like light up the room as soon as she walked in with her her aura. positive nature, and her just witty and charm, and she liked to have deep conversations about things, and I remember having quite a few of them with her, and as we ripped cigarettes in the parking lot on some days about how tough it was to raise children. And make a home nice and have dinner on the table and have your husband want you at the end of the day. And have him be excited to come home to you. And when you're shuffling kids from this thing to that thing to that thing. And how do we make it work, right? She was always looking good. She was always... Positive. And here she is. We're having her funeral. And I mean, I've got friends in my life that have been uh, more involved in more longer duration of friendships, you could say. going to a church today and having the priest tell you that you might not be able to make it inside because of the COVID and because, you know, of social distancing requirements and that this woman had over Deny something that I know is true, and so you have your own government working against you, your own government working against you so that it can eliminate you. about what it was like to be a mom and we would take care of each other's kids when they needed diaper changes and we'd watch each other's kids when we were trying to get in and get a haircut or our nails done or get to a doctor's appointment and we watched each other's kids all the time. And we also took them to the beach every week. We had the life. You know, you think about how many parents have to work two or three jobs to make ends meet. And here we were going to the beach every week and going to a playgroup and, eat, you know, bringing a bunch of stuff to eat and drink and. Sitting around, and all we did was fine. I mean, basically, we sat around and complained about how hard we had it. For real. There were some nannies that worked as. You know, basically hired parents. And then there were a bunch of us from the neighborhood who we all wound up getting together and watching each other go through stupid, horrifying breakups and infidelity and it was like in Place really. It was like watching a soap opera of a carnival of stuff and you know we were all intrigued by like who was dealing with what and who, who hired this contractor and who did that we were all so intertwined in each other's drama and we would wind up going out and meeting up and trying to have a good time, but, you know, having all these things going on, watching your friends deal with them, that, you know, you kind of become immune to the contagion of it. And it does. I mean, it was like a wildfire that went through this group, one person starts talking about it, and it was like, ooh, let's get through this whole clan of women, and I mean, really, you think about what we did during those times about... And the energy and the frequency of that. What was we thinking? What were we thinking? And meanwhile, there's like these women sitting on their front stoop wondering like, where the heck am I going to get my next meal? And here we are bitching and complaining about how the fish market wasn't, you know, open seven days a week, 12 hours a day. We really do displace so much of our lives through just, I don't know, finding stuff to complain about when you think about, and then you think about, like, this woman who every time you saw her was so full of joy, even though even when things were tough or even when things were, like, not going so great, she always had a smile on her face and always laughed it off and always had a positive attitude and a strong demeanor and, you know, I'm going to get it better and it's going to be better and it's going to be awesome. And isn't that the spirit we all wish to have? Isn't that how we all wish to be? That, yeah, come, try to knock my teeth out. Maybe you'll get one. But you know what? You can't... You can't take what's in my heart. You can't take what's in my soul. And you know what? Just today, because I woke up and I could complain and be miserable. I've learned... That that really is the first sign that you're not going to be really enjoying a lot of the rest of your life. You have this whole planet and all of this stuff that we get to experience in this human collective And we sit and complain about how, you know, some benign thing is happening in our lives. It makes you think how short and how lucky we are and how important it is to take the time that we do have on this planet and do something honorable and gracious and productive and helpful. I admit, I walked through life pretty much like it was owed to me somehow. And I don't know that I necessarily walked around and said, oh yeah, everybody owes me this life. That's not how it was. It was kind of like walking around oblivious. Just not even really being aware of what actually went into this life from not only my perspective, but every single person's perspective on this planet. I always thought I was some unique character that, you know, received some, like, special... And I guess I did in a way to have been able to get to this place to be able to say, hey, before you open your mouth up to complain about anything ever again, why don't you look at what you have and what you have had and what you know you probably will continue to have. forget how lucky we are to actually have had produced a child. Yeah, I know some people just have children because they don't know how to close their legs or take things into consideration when actually planning a family. And some people wind up having children that were not planned. But when you actually plan a child. And you think about the miracle. What that involves. And then you look out. And you see that you have not had. Really anything. To really complain about. You've had friends that care. You've had. Family that have helped you your whole life, and you've had yourself, you've had people that you've worked with showing you, the minute you stop finding reasons to complain and start finding reasons to be thankful and grateful... That's when things change. Having gratitude in your heart, and having, and being grateful that someone came along and knocked some sense into you when you were doing something dumb, and not necessarily f- you weren't. No, no one's gonna say you're doing something because you were trying to be a horrible person. But what you were doing wasn't really that smart thank the people that came along and knocked you on the head and said, here, here's a coconut moment for you. I know I had it. I have. I appreciate it. Find the things to be grateful for. I'm grateful for learning what I've learned. Being able to Experience this. Okay, and I'll be breathing right now and being able to drive back and forth. Being able to walk, being able to make my own bed and do my own laundry. Some people don't even have the ability to see. help them. See? And you can see. So. One thing today in saying goodbye to someone that had a big impact on your life although maybe wasn't involved in it with the time factor, but it was one person that you will always remember and always be grateful for having met them in your life. And hope that when she comes back as another spirit, it's just as amazing and bright and joyful and happy as she was in this finger together causes synoptic experience so that your brain waves stop a negative impulse of thinking and forces you to think in the realm of spiritual healing so when you put those two fingers together your brain can't Actually, function in a negative mindset. It's just proven. And if you do that three or four times a day, it might help you get out of your funk without medication. Have a good day. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Hello. What a week? Keep getting phone calls for student loan debt forgiveness, and I don't need any debts forgiven. I don't. I like to pay my debts. I like to pay my bills, and I usually do. Now, I've been all over the place, so my bills are not going where I really would like them to go, which is here. And it makes it challenging to stay on top of stuff, even with the invention of Internet billing after a very long period of self-discovery and reflection you get to determine like who do you think you really are and I can tell you I'm not really one to let someone stomp all over me. But, you know, there's a time in life where, you know, you do stupid stuff. And you don't really make sound choices. And I don't think I'm immune um, like anybody else on the planet. I'm pretty sure there's some people who, you know, did the thing did everything they needed to do and those people God bless them like I I would love to find the perfect person a person that is perfect in every sense of the definition but I don't know that they actually exist I mean there's some people that pretty close to it. But one thing that continues to come up, and it has made its way into my mind's discourse over the past year, and it is a sentence that my mother used many, many times with me when I was younger. And I'm sure it was a projection. But she just kept saying from time to time, no one's going to love you until you love yourself. And I always believed that. And I always walked the earth knowing that. But there's, I don't know, there's experiences in life where other people, they can't love you in return the way you think you need to be loved. And I think it's really interesting that so many people find themselves in a position of not feeling worthy. And we go down this hallway of judgment and shame. And you can let it eat at you. And that's why it's so important for children not to ever feel like they're unworthy. The idea of narcissism and narcissists and self imulation is rooted in the exact experience that many children find themselves in over and over and over again. And I, I know, I got divorced. And you do it in such a way that you, you do it because you think you love yourself so much that you just make a decision. Hey, I'm worth more than this situation I find myself in. We grow up on this idea that love should be given to us on our terms, never thinking of what another person has the capacity to give. So we're always finding ourselves in a place of want and need. And when you do that and you're not giving yourself what you want and need, You're creating a negative scenario for yourself. Now, granted, if you find yourself in an abusive scenario with somebody who's talking badly towards you or physically hurting you or, I don't know, financially keeping you prisoner, then you need to... find a way to release yourself from that. And I think there was a moment in time where I thought, boy, experiencing this pain of mistrust and never being able to get to a good answer after trying and trying and trying you do, you find yourself in a position of power because you finally determine that this is enough, I don't want to do this in my life anymore I don't want to have this experience any longer And so you think that leaving a good situation that's just, I don't know, kind of not great in certain areas, that you're gonna find it somewhere else. Instead of looking within yourself to really find the answers. I mean, come on, let's get to the point where you have a kid, you gain X pounds, your body is not looking the way it used to, you're tired, you're overworked, you're running around, you're playing all hands on all decks. What do you think is going to happen to your own self-esteem and self-worth? Instead of taking what you know you need and giving it to yourself. But you're looking for it from somebody else. And they're not going to give it to you. And it's almost like this this idea that The polarity of the charge, the magnetic charge, that thing you want so bad, you're not going to get it because you're putting all your energy into something that's not actually... squaring on your, on your, on your vibe. When you come from a place of need and want, it works against you. That's why it's so hard on children because children need and want so much. They haven't figured out yet how to need less and want less or what, you know, that dynamic really looks like. So they want more. They need more. And the more they want, the more they need, the more you feel exasperated because you are contributing to a child's life in a way that you think is consistent with being a good parent but the more you give them the more they want and I'm not saying you should basically not feed or clothe your children and do good things for them and take them to great places and have great experiences with them But you have to balance that. You have to be able to... have them give you a little bit too... and teach them that it is about give and take. And it is about... receiving and giving. And in the mindset of children... When that becomes imbalanced, you've got problems. You're creating a scenario where your child or your children do not feel good enough. And that's a dangerous place to go with kids. They have basic needs that need to be met and they have basic emotional needs that need to be met and they have structural needs and you need to focus on all of those and when the structure breaks down your kids Don't like it. They rebel against it. They have an issue with the fact that the people who brought him into this world are suddenly incapable of dealing with the demands of their own children. So when we talk about narcissism and unworthiness and self-worth issues, where do you think it comes from? You know, we have this... Ship that is our ship, it's our mother ship, and when your relationship to your past. And to the things that have occurred in your past are going to negatively and seriously impact your child's belief in themselves. And I admit, I. <laughs> I walked around pretty selfishly for a period of time thinking that if I just went and found this scenario where it felt like I was being who I really was and seeing someone who I really thought was the person and meanwhile it was me it was me looking at me so you couldn't look away, you can't look away until you realize you have to look away this situation that you find yourself in, are you kidding me? You think that is going to be your saving grace and that that's going to be everything? And you think that's going to be the answer to all of your life's issues that you didn't address? Briefly. Briefly. I did think that. I think primarily because... Mourning and grief kept me in a place that I was trying to reconcile with my own sense of possibility in my future and what it was going to look like and thought, Oh, this was all happening for me this must be it this must be the place this must be everything like the best the best of everything and in a way it was in a way it was everything that was within me It was everything that was recognizable in myself and how I had been and how I had kind of just floated and adapted through life and... I don't know, the sense of humor. It was all startlingly familiar. And so I couldn't walk away at first. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. And I didn't know why it was happening. All I knew is that it was cool. And that it felt very surreal. And then the coconut fell from the tree. And it hit me straight, square on the head. And the y. Became really clear and what this was all for and why was it happening? So when you talk about student debts, oh there is no Debt greater that I feel the need to repay. And spending the past year in trying to figure out how to do that in a way that (laughs) honors the teacher. I don't know. Not that I'm... don't have it in me. I just think that... after... persecuting myself... and persecuting... everything that I've done... It took a lot. It took a lot from me. And I somehow managed to build a garden that's bearing fruit and to maintain a home and persevere and keep my head up and love other people and do good things and fight my way through to try to make sure my son doesn't ever have to experience a level of shame like this. And know what the right path forward is because we figured it out. And if you can figure it out. And you can do it without jeopardizing your children's self-worth. and their respect for themselves and their integrity and their security. (sighs) That's what this is all about. Salvaging the possibility that your kids won't ever not love themselves. That really is. That's the deal. You're winning if you can do that. And you know what? Some of us don't get to win I get it, like, you always have to be able to put someone in a corner and tell them they're not worthy of that, that's BS, it's not true. Whatever is bad today can be made better. And you don't have to become a victim of narcissism. You don't have to become that. You are loved. you are cared for and there is someone that sees that in you and wants that for you and wants that for your kids and wants that for your family you just have to open the door to it And stop slamming the door. There really, really is no conspiracy against you. It's in your own mind. Your kids... And having them grow up with the biggest sense of self-worth so they don't let people take advantage of them, they don't let people hurt them, and they don't let people abuse them, and they don't let people take for granted what they are worth is the biggest gift you could give your child. And if you're not working towards that as a parent reach out because that's your sense of self-accomplishment in raising children that are like that. Um, I don't think any parent I know who has worked progressively and in a dedicated manner to their children's sense of self-worth I don't think those are people that have any regrets and they see the world in a pretty positive way find those people those are the people that at the end of the day when they look at their kids with a sense of self-pride and feel secure in that they did right by their kids. Those are the people that make this world habitable. <laughs> They are. And I mean, when we talk about student debts, I'm telling you, striving for that position and striving for that title. And climbing up that hill to get to that place where you can look out and say, my kids... turned out good and they're going to make wiser, better, more sound choices and decisions than we did and if you can say that at the end of the day you are doing well and so whatever you need to do to help get you there Find it. The earth exists in its form today because of those people. And if you have a bunch of jerks running around. not loving themselves and not loving anybody else. The world, (laughs) can you imagine? I've always been able to uh, figure out the ones that aren't really on board with their own their own sense of self. They're usually the ones sitting around judging everybody else. And I mean, I know we have judges. We need to have judges. And we need to have People who make that determination whether you're good enough to pass go. But if you can say that you never purposely hurt anybody and that you have not stolen. And that you have not taken for granted your friendships and your relationships and your job and the people that show up in your life. Those are the ones. So if you can say that you're perfect and you've not made mistakes oh, how many of us could say that? Not many. But it's what you do after the mistake and after the transgression that sets the tone for the future. And with your kids, you don't get a lot of redos, and the life path for them really kind of relies on you. It's a fact, Jack. And that is the discussion in the public service announcement for today. When you look at some of these people in this world and do an amazing job by their children, Raising kids isn't always fun. It's hard. It's a difficult, thankless job sometimes. But it's, as a parent, it should be your utmost priority. And if you know what it takes to be a good parent, I do commend that. And some of us are still finding our way there. And guess what? There's hope along the way. So... If you're ever feeling like you're not cutting it, call up someone you know is. They'll be happy to tell you how they're doing it. It's about the kids. And it's about. What we teach them going forward and how to deal with this and how to deal with life and how to deal with trouble and how to deal with obstacles, a working unit. Produces better work. And when it does, you're going to be happy because you're not going to have to worry. Be good. Keep it together. They're worth it.